It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction Company, your place for residential projects to snow removal. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. We are putting this podcast together on February the 10th. And Brad, right now, it seems as if everything is all quiet on the weather map. It is quiet, Dan, and we've got a, a little bit of a touch of spring in the forecast over the next two or three days. So, you know, absolutely enjoy it because uh, we still have some winter to go. We've got uh, the second half of February coming up, and then we've got all of March. And, you know, you can get an occasional big storm into the uh, early part of April. So uh, let's enjoy it while we have it. For sure. Now, from a calendar standpoint, we have passed the midway point of winter, and I know you have compiled some statistics on the winter to this point. Yes, Dan. Uh, December, as we all know, was a mild month here in Connecticut, averaging about five degrees above average per day. And it also was relatively snow free. But at least the good news for the snow lovers in December is that most of us ended up having a white Christmas. We had a little bit of snow on the ground for for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day before it uh, all melted away. But uh, January of 2022 was an entirely different story. It was a cold month for sure. And also uh, just about on average in terms of snowfall. And it could have been way, way above average had that blizzard shifted maybe 25 miles more to the uh, west. But in terms of January 2022, the average high temperature was 34 degrees on a daily basis as compared to the 30-year normal, which is 35. So as far as the high temperatures go, we were a degree colder than average. The average low, though, was significantly colder than what's average. The average low for January 2022 was 15 on a nightly basis, whereas the normal over the last 30 years has been around 19. And when you do all the calculations, it comes to about 2.6 degrees below normal per day. Now, digging a little bit deeper into it, the coldest morning, and again, this information, Dan, is all from Bradley International Airport. So granted, uh, it's probably colder in, in many towns, but that's what we use as the, uh, the, the benchmark kind of for interior Connecticut. The coldest day was January 31st, where we had a morning low of two below zero. And also on the 16th, we had a low temperature reading of zero. But we had 10 days where the low temperature was less than 10 Fahrenheit. And we had 15 days where the high temperature stayed under 32 Fahrenheit. Again, Dan, at Bradley, 14.2 inches of snow for the month of January 2022, which is exactly what the 30-year normal is. We had 13 days with snow cover. And uh, how we define snow cover is undisturbed areas of snow uh, in excess of one inch or more. So we had 13 days in January where we had at least an inch of snow cover. They uh, they go out and take that at reading at 7 a.m. on a daily basis at Bradley, Dan. And the deepest snow during January was seven inches um, on the 30th. And of course, off to our east, 
Uh, there were incredible snow amounts on the order of two to even three feet as you move out through parts of eastern Connecticut, mostly uh, closer to that two-foot range. But then you get into Rhode Island and out into interior southeastern Massachusetts on the order of two to three feet of snow with that late uh, January blizzard. Now, as we turn the clock forward to Thursday, February 10th, which is today's uh, date, the normal high temperature reading is 37. The normal low temperature reading is 20. We are going to be way above that through Saturday. So Thursday the 10th, Friday the 11th, and Saturday the 12th, we're going to be above average, but then we are going to go way below average uh, starting on Sunday. And I think Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and even Wednesday morning, we'll have some really cold air uh, back with us. Now, we'll take a look at On the Weather Map in just a moment. I want to talk a bit about McAllen Construction, underwriters for the Brad Field Weather Podcast. Brad and I are so honored to have McAllen Construction as part of the podcast. Centrally located and servicing the entire state of Connecticut for over 25 years, McAllen Construction is on call 24-7, 365 days a year. Woman-owned, a small minority business, McAllen Construction has been doing snow removal in addition to residential and commercial building projects for more than a quarter of a century. Utility construction, site work, water and sewer repairs, installation, and so much more. Call McAllen Construction today, 203-758-3474, 203-758-3474, or go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com, McAllenConstructionCT.com. And remember, McAllen Construction also does snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. Brad, as we look at these wild temperature swings, it's not that unusual to have these swings this time of year. Is that correct? That's correct, Dan. And and, and you are uh, the, the one who keeps track of uh, such things in, in terms of uh, sunrise and sunset and so forth. But empirically, I get up with my wife every morning um, as she has to go over to the uh, Granby Middle School and High School Complex. And, uh, you know, I make make the coffee and, uh, you know, warm the car up for her and so forth. And she gets underway at about 20 minutes of uh, seven. And now I'm noticing, Dan, uh, you know, it's getting much lighter uh, out there now. So it's not that dark and dreary. Uh, I mean, that, that that's really what's tough in the, the dead of winter when you're going through December and uh, parts of January, when it's dark, when you head off to work, when it's dark, when you come home from work. So we are getting those longer days now. And in addition to the um, increasing amount of daylight, we're getting a steepening solar angle such that, Dan, I re remember last Saturday, my, my new home, the, the front yard faces due south, and there was no snow on the ground at all. But then, obviously, my backyard faces due north. There was total snow cover in the shade of the house on the north side. But 
just going on the south side of the house, the high temperature that day at Bradley was 28 degrees, but I was out working uh, in a little uh, hoodie sweatshirt and I was completely fine, uh, completely warm. The sun makes all the difference at this time of year. And with that steepening solar angle, Dan, anytime you get the sun out, I'll, I'll tell you what, too, I, I do try to help um, – Jordan Grossman, who is the superintendent of schools in Granby, when there are uh, problems in terms of whether or not we're going to have a a cancellation or an early dismissal or a delay. And he called me the other day and I said, Jordan, you know what? We're getting to the time of year where the the solar radiation can come through the clouds. So unless you have it snowing very hard or at a steady or hard rate uh, and and really thick cloud cover, those roads, if you're anywhere near 32 degrees, those roads are going to stay okay during the daytime. And I assured him of that, that I didn't think that there would be any ice. I I know a lot of schools uh, dismissed early and so forth, but he kept the school open and uh, the the roads just uh, turned out uh, to be wet. So you get a lot of that incoming solar radiation this time of year. Now, as we look at on the weather map, our on the weather map segment, uh, what does it look like? Well, we've got a uh, front approaching this afternoon, Dan, again. This is uh, Thursday, February 10th. And as the front comes through, uh, I think there can be a scattered shower, but it's not a big deal and it's not a washout. Most of the day, as a matter of fact, is rain-free. And by Friday morning, uh, we've got high pressure sort of located right over Long Island. So it's going to be frosty here. It's going to be clear, uh, probably a thick frost. If you are uh, if you have to leave your car outside, you probably have to use the scraper tomorrow morning uh, because we're going to have high humidity type of thing. A lot of uh, it, it would be a situation if it was spring or summer that there'd be a, a heavy dew on the lawns and so forth. But this time of year, I think frost but as we get on the back side of that high sliding off of um long island sound we're going to see a, a developing southerly wind flow for friday afternoon and through the day of on saturday dan and i'm calling it a touch of spring it's going to be mild i think many towns will be 50 or higher during the day on Saturday. But on Saturday morning, we'll be watching off to the west two cold fronts, one coming up on the Hudson River and uh, a second and more important one kind of coming up uh, out of the Great Lakes and coming up on Buffalo. Now, by Sunday, both of those fronts have shifted off the New England coastline. And Dan, here's the, the rub. We have a storm that'll be forming near Cape Hatteras. So we're going to have to watch that. And I'm going to circle back and and, uh, come back to that storm in a minute. But on Monday, the storm is up in the Canada Maritimes now. High pressure is in control. This is Valentine's Day, by the way. So I think that the uh, weather will be fine for uh, for people who have might have restaurant reservations and so forth. We'll have high pressure from the Great Lakes and then that storm in the Maritimes. Between the two systems, a strong northerly flow, and it's going to definitely be a cold day on Monday. And then on Tuesday... We'll see high pressure from the Great Lakes to Chesapeake Bay. So it looks like another nice day, though another cold day. And then on Wednesday, we'll see the high pressure system at about 7 in the morning, set right about over Cape Cod. 
So that means it's going to be a cold start with radiational cooling. But then as that high uh, moves a little bit more to the east, remember we're clockwise around high pressure. We'll have a freshening southerly wind during the day on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we'll have a moderate southwest flow across Connecticut and another warm-up out ahead of a cold front coming across the eastern Great Lakes. Now, that is going to have attached to it a stronger clipper system that may come along next Friday. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that. But um, the, the only thing of interest, Dan, in the next uh, seven days uh, is from turning from warm to cold and in that transition from warm to cold, the possibility of a Sunday storm. Okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, what are the chances of this Sunday storm? Is it dependent on where the cold fronts go? Well, the cold front is definitely going to go through. So we will have the cold air in place. So if this storm materializes, it will be a snowstorm. I don't have much question about that. What we talked about, Dan, with the uh, the blizzard back in, in late January, we talked about the phasing of the northern jet stream with the southern jet stream. Again, we're going to be looking for that phasing with uh, this particular system. Now, this morning, uh, when I was uh, looking over the weather maps, I looked over uh, three, excuse me, four different computer models. And again, with the big question, will the north and south jet phase? In a nutshell, here's what I found. The European says no. The European says the, uh, the uh, jets will stay separate and distinct and the, uh, the storm off Cape Hatteras will move out to sea and essentially miss the state of Connecticut. Now, the GFS brings this, uh, says that there will be some phasing, but it will come a little bit late for us to get any big storm here. Uh, and the Canadian seems to be on board with the GFS as well. So uh, when you look at what the GFS is doing, it would say that there's some limited phasing of the uh, the jets or they're trying to get together. And what will end up happening here is a period of light snow and flurries during the day on Sunday. So uh, keep that in mind if you're traveling around for a Super Bowl party on uh, Sunday that there uh, can be some light snow and flurry activity. Now, if you're a snow lover... You're going to cheer on the NAM, which is the North American model, uh, the 6Z, which uh, came out at 1 a.m. this morning. So that would be Thursday, February 10th, says, yes, indeed, uh, the, the systems will start to phase and um, indicate in, indicative of a moderate snowfall here in Connecticut with maybe up to six inches uh, of accumulation. So um, when we get to the actual forecast, you'll hear what my thoughts are in terms of uh, how much snow we're going to get on Sunday. But I do think that the European is is going to end up being wrong on this, that it's going to uh, be a direct miss and go out to sea. Um, the GFS and the Canadian indicating uh, some potential for light snow and flurries into Connecticut. And uh, the North American model, certainly no blizzard, but it would be a moderate snowstorm into Connecticut. So in other words, don't put the snowblowers away. 
No, no. And we are, Dan, we are, um, you know, some of the the biggest uh, storms that we've ever had uh, can come in the month of March, too. And we're what? We're still three weeks away from even getting to March 1st. So uh, there's a long, long way to go. Um, I remember the uh, the 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 big uh, snowstorm. When when was it? The um, early 1990s i believe we had a, a big snowstorm yes. they what did they call it the superstorm right. or something yeah. uh, that came up it, it got it got cities as far south as atlanta georgia with snow and then it came up the coast and uh and uh, i remember uh friends of mine it uh, it ruined their wedding uh <laughs> their wedding was scheduled for saturday and uh, jay called me on on a Wednesday or Thursday and said, Brad, is this going to be as bad as, as everyone's saying? And I said, Jay, it's going to be bad. So they, uh, they canceled the wedding and it turned out to be an article in the uh, Hartford current and whatever. And he ended up quoting me and they, 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 they give, gave big plaudits to me for, uh, <laughs> for telling them early enough in the week so that they could get away with that cancellation. But that, there was that storm. Um, I was a little young back in 1888, Dan, but there was that, uh, the blizzard of 1888, which struck in mid March and gave, uh, Middletown, Connecticut, some 50 inches mm. of snow on the level. So uh, back then they weren't doing record keeping. So uh, the 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 Ansonia storm of um, February 2013, where Ansonia got three feet of snow in 24 hours, remains the state record. Uh, because back in 1888, obviously they weren't doing. They, they I don't think there were any meteorologists around, <laughs> and um, you know they weren't doing uh, except maybe you know. I guess back in the 1700s, Ben Franklin was kind of, uh, you know, toying with that a little bit, keeping weather diaries and so forth and uh, the kite going up and catching the lightning and all that. So uh, I, I guess maybe Ben Franklin is our honorary first meteorologist. He was the top rated meteorologist back then. That's for sure. I bet he was. <laughs> he, he was electrically charged. <laughs> well, uh, l- let's take a look uh, into the future. Week two February 18th through February 24th, week two of this forecast, what does it look like? I know you hinted there could be a weather event, but what does it look like? Well, Dan, on um, the the uh, the first week here, the, the next seven days, we go from warm to cold, and we have that potential storm in the middle. But if we, for some reason, do not get any snow on Sunday, uh, snow lovers are going to have a big issue with this because we are going through uh, – this the second week here friday uh february 18th through thursday february 24th with no real big snow in that forecast at all so if we happen to miss on sunday we're going to essentially go through most of the month of february with with hardly any snow at all so um in 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 that respect i am cheering for some snow on sunday but going back to uh uh, Friday, February 18th, and the, uh, so uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, we'll have a cold front coming through. Uh, so I'm looking for a period of rain on Friday. Uh, by Saturday, that front is going to be offshore, uh, high over Lake Superior with a northerly flow, temperatures in the 30s. 
We will have a Clipper system approaching on uh, Sunday. A Clipper is one of those moisture-starved uh, storms, Dan, that kind of traverses the prairies of Canada. And um, now even uh, uh, parts of the Great Lakes are, are freezing up. So when you get a frozen Great Lake, you are essentially um, – it, that's essentially land. Um, so a, a storm cannot suck up any moisture when the, when there's a, a good deal of ice over uh, the Great Lakes. So we are uh, looking at this uh, moisture-starved clipper system approaching on Sunday. And out of ahead of it, it'll be briefly milder. Um, Sunday night, I wouldn't be surprised if there were a few flurries around. And then we get into a colder northerly flow on Monday. Uh, high will be over the Great Lakes region. And then by Tuesday, it looks like high pressure centered up near Dixville Notch, uh, the northern tip of New Hampshire. So it looks like a cold start to the day on Tuesday. But we are in a transient weather pattern, Dan, where, where systems are coming and then systems are going. So on the front side of the high pressure, we have the northerly flow and the cold air. But then on the back side, we have a southerly flow and a warm up. So it looks like that's going to start to happen on Wednesday, the 23rd of February. And then by Thursday, the 24th, a stronger clipper system approaching. And I, I, I don't want to say other than a, a little teaser here, Dan, the blizzard of 1978, which we actually just went by the anniversary of it, February 6th and 7th, 1978. I use that as the benchmark snowstorm for Southern New England. I want you to know though, Dan, that was a clipper, believe it or not. It was a clipper that hit the coast, the jets phased the 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 um upper levels uh closed off is what we call uh, a cutoff low pressure system and the storm actually performed a loop um sometimes your most intense storms such as a hurricane will do a loop like the storm will move like it's moving toward nantucket and then sort of turn and make a big circle. And that's what happened just to the south of Long Island and Block Island. And that's why it snowed so hard for so long during the blizzard of 1978. And the, the reason I say the blizzard of 1978 is the benchmark that I look to it being the benchmark. And people would argue and say, hey, Brad, what about February 2013 when Ansonia got uh, 36 inches of snow in 24 hours. Heck of a snowstorm. No question about it. And I would rank that number two. But the reason I rank the blizzard number one is because there was up to four feet of snow accumulation at the epicenter of the storm. That's where uh, Rhode Island and Massachusetts come together. Up around Woonsocket, Rhode Island, uh, there was nearly four feet feet of snow on the level now the other thing about that the blizzard of 1978 dan was it also had hurricane force winds so the the four feet of snow was blown into massive snow piles some of them 12 15 feet high uh snow piles and in in addition to that dan the entire massachusetts coastline which faces due east from uh, up near uh, Gloucester and uh, Cape Ann, all the way down to Cape Cod, faces east. The Massachusetts coastline was devastated 
by uh, these the coastal flooding, these hurricane force winds, and of course anywhere from two to four feet of snow. So um, you you if you if you're going to go up against me on what the benchmark storm is, uh, I, I'm going to go with the blizzard of '78. What you're saying then, that storm was like Gronkowski. He went deep for a pass and then curled back and caught the pass from Brady. Is that right? <laughs> That's exactly right. How did you like uh, Mac Jones's uh, dance in the end zone? Um, uh, I, I mean, he didn't even score a touchdown, but um, <laughs> it, it was kind of like uh, watching the Pro Bowl, Dan, was kind of wa- like watching a, a game of uh, aging gentlemen, right. shall we say, right. like ourselves out there <laughs> playing a little two-hand touch. Well, someone suggested they ought to put flags around the players and just make it a flag football game. That well, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, these guys they 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 make great money, but their careers are very short, and obviously, it's a very dangerous job that they have. So, uh, you know, I'm all for that. These exhibition games of them potentially getting hurt, I I can see where they'd want to go easy on each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Meanwhile, uh, as we put a lid on the uh, the podcast, before we get to the forecast, as long as we're talking about football, who are you picking to win the Super Bowl? Bengals all the way. I'm Bengals on, all the way, Dan. Who are you picking? I'm on the same page with you, the Bengals. I think this is uh, the year of Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and uh, I think they're going to win, yes. And he seems like uh, an exceptional young man. Not to take anything away from Matt Stafford, who also seems like a, a really good guy as well. You know, and they're, they're, they're two young coaches. I think their ages are uh, 36 and 38, I believe, respectively, uh, where Taylor, I think, is 38. And uh, Sean McVay, uh, not McVay, uh, What's the uh, L.A. coach, um, Sean yeah, something? Yeah, uh, you got it right. McVay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, he um, he is uh, very uh, deferential to Belichick. Yes. I remember this, the Super Bowl. Uh, they had them both mic'd up before the Super Bowl, and he was saying all the right things to Bill. <laughs> like, uh, you know, how uh, he's got nothing but respect for him and what a tremendous job he's done all those years and so forth. So, I, I mean, it, it seems like the, uh, both teams have a lot of nice, nice people on them, and I always try to cheer for the nice people. So I'm, uh, I, you know, I really don't care who, who wins, but I, I want Cincinnati – because they've been kind of the Cinderella right. team this year. They they remind me of the 2001 New England Patriots. Like everything went right. Um, and you you win on a field goal kick at the, as time is expiring on the clock. And uh, it just seems that anything Joe Burrow touches turns to gold. So uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, let's go with the Bengals. Okay, so the forecast for Sunday is Cincinnati. Meanwhile... As we put the podcast together, beginning with February 10th, what does our weather forecast look like? Actually, too, Dan, the game's being played in L.A., and it looks like it's going to be warm. Um, oh. I think way up into the 70s, wow. perhaps even touching 80. Huh. So uh, it's going to be a warm day for the athletes, but it should be be great for the spectators. Uh, here's our forecast locally, Dan. Um, maybe a shower today on February 10th, Thursday afternoon, as a cold front comes through. A little bit on the frosty side tonight. Again, you'll need your scraper tomorrow morning. Uh, temperatures in the mid and upper 20s. But a nice day for Friday with sun. Uh, temperatures moving up into the 40s once again. 
Saturday, a touch of spring. Sun followed by increasing clouds, temperature 46 to 52. I think snow will be developing Saturday night and Sunday. And I am predicting a light to moderate snowstorm for Connecticut. Um, You know, something on the order of maybe two to five inches of accumulation, Dan. So, again, go to Bradfield Weather on a daily basis and uh, uh, bradfieldweather.com. And uh, we update the forecast every morning uh, for the next three days. So uh, by tomorrow, uh, day three will be Sunday. So uh, keep that in mind. The, the, The forecast will be written up. Uh, by uh, on text on um, on uh, uh, starting tomorrow, so we're looking for light to moderate snow on Sunday. Much uh, colder temperature Sunday, twenty eight to thirty four. So um, you know if you've got some uh, Super Bowl plans on Sunday, it's not going to be that roads are impassable or anything like that. I don't think that at all. But you just have to factor in a, a little more time for driving on maybe some snow covered roads, maybe. Uh, slick. It's going to turn much colder Sunday night. Temperatures between 8 and 14. It'll be windy too, so any snow that's on the ground will be blowing around, so uh, even if they get the roads cleared, uh, snow may blow back on the roads on Sunday night. Monday looks mostly sunny, windy, uh, temperature only between 20 and 25 for Valentine's Day. Uh, Tuesday looks sunny, temperature 26 to 32 and for wednesday we'll go with partly sunny and seasonable and temperatures between 35 and 40 okay my friend and uh, like you said people can visit bradfieldweather.com to get the latest forecast and be sure to follow our podcast we are in all of the major podcast directories and to you and sandy and to our broadcast audience have a great weekend have a great weekend, Dan, and uh, to you and Susan, happy Valentine's Day, and to to uh, all of our uh, listeners where it's pertinent, enjoy the Super Bowl, and have a great Valentine's Day. I echo those sentiments. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by McAllen Construction Company, your place for residential projects to snow removal.